What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports recap show. That's right. We uh, skipped yesterday, of course, Labor Day, and we are going to come on today and kind of talk about what we saw week one of college football and kind of talk about our bets, where we went right and where we went wrong. Um, yeah, and we'll talk about, Jason, I see your comment there. We will talk about OU as well. Before we get into it, though, great, great weekend, though, Papa Dude. How was yours? Oh, it was fantastic to get back. Uh, you know, we went to Norman, and that was a kind of a weird experience. We'll talk about probably here in a little while. I uh, got back in time to watch some of the Clemson-Georgia uh, game and then a couple the Notre Dame game on Sunday and the Mississippi game last night. So we're back in the swing of things, and we got the pros coming up this week. I've been really busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> uh, we've kept you busy for sure. It's, it's definitely – an exciting time for sports fans, no doubt. Pros opening up on Thursday, which, by the way, we will have a Thursday show to cover that game and all the games of the weekend. So two shows now for, for the dudes who bet sports. So if you like the show, that's good news for everybody. Uh, yeah, great weekend, no doubt. Getting back to OU was great. Let's get right into it because we'll talk about OU here in a second. And uh, I'm going to share this again. This is the website, the headline on the website right now. As you can see, we've got the Cowboys in Tampa Bay article up. Uh, we got the updated top 25, and we got the best and worst of week one of college football. That's what I want to go over with first. Uh, Papa Dude put this article up, uh, I believe it was Sunday. Uh, listen, most impressive thing of the weekend, there's no doubt, it's Alabama, right? Oh, they are incredible. <laughs> it is a machine. I don't, I don't, they made me look like an idiot as usual. Uh, you can't doubt them. It's like I said on the article, they lose superstars and then they come out and play the next year and you don't even remember who the superstars were from the previous year. I mean, they are just, you know, like I said, a machine. I don't know how good Miami is. I guess I, I definitely overrated them. <laughs> but, you know, they just defy all logic. And I don't, you know, I don't know what Saban's got going down there. He's unbelievable. He, he gets those kids to focus and that's – that's the key. They believe in him. They they do what he says. He's he coaches like he used to be able to coach a long time ago, and he recruits like nobody else. And that, what else can you say? They that was that was they're just incredible. I mean, the quarterback from last year, Mac Jones, is starting for the Patriots. No big deal. Just bringing another one, and he looked better than anything they've ever had. <laughs> he had three touchdowns before you and I could get out of the parking lot of the OU game and turn on to see what the score of the game was. It's like, oh, well, he's thrown for three touchdowns already. <laughs> yeah. um, and you were like, holy shit. We'll get into our bets in a little while. And what we got right and wrong, uh, we both got a, a lot right and then a few wrong. Um, but let's move on from 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 Alabama because you could talk about them for an hour. I mean, they're just so damn good, and again, they're going to be tough to beat. I, I thought this might be your number one most impressive thing, but it was number two. The Georgia defense Saturday night. If you watch that game, the Georgia defense made me kind of eat my words. Right? I said, "No, you cannot win with just defense anymore." Georgia laughed at that. Uh, a ten to three win over Clemson. What did you think of Georgia? 
Well, that, that reminded me of football 50 years ago, you know, when 14 to 10, 17 to 14 games were, were kind of common. It's not that way anymore. You know, we're kind of used to uh, running up and down the field, exciting offenses. The game was really boring when you, when you, when you think about it, unless you really like defenses. And the thing is, I put Georgia on there for their defense. It was incredible. But Clemson's was too. I mean, Georgia's touchdown was a pick six. Yep. So, you know, both defenses were really, really good. Uh, but Georgia just totally dominated Clemson. And that was a big surprise to all of us. I think I didn't think the, the game would be very high scoring by today's standards. I was thinking 24-20, something like that. But 10 to 3, I never visualized. <laughs> I think the big difference, and you're right, the Clemson uh, defense was fantastic in the game. They they hung in there. They, they kept giving the offense chances. But the big difference is between the two defenses is Georgia just dominated on the line of scrimmage. They absolutely dominated the Clemson offensive line. That was a tremendous performance. One of the best defensive performances I've seen in a long, long time, when it's a, when it's two good teams, I'm not talking about a, a good team facing a bad team. Two good teams, two uh, well, Clemson offense supposed to be really good. It got absolutely annihilated. That it was did. it was it was kind of fun to watch, but it was a little boring at the same time. Um, well, and the jury is still out on Georgia because they they're going to have to muster more offense than that. The jury's out them. on them defend, uh, offensively still yes. for sure. Uh, I, I totally agree because that's a Clemson defense that wasn't that great last season, and they they kind of shut them down. Um, the third, the third most impressive UCLA. How about the Bruins? That you know, the SEC had a tremendous opening weekend. Aside from uh, LSU and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt I don't really count, but LSU goes out to the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles, and UCLA really put it on them. Uh, LSU got up early, but after that. It was all UCLA, the Bruins, 38-27 win over uh, LSU. Well, as I say there in, in my uh, article, I've got to give you a shout-out because you said, I think on our third show when we were going through this, uh, these games and things, that you thought UCLA was on their way back, and I kind of scoffed at it because I really didn't think so. And they've proven proven me wrong. They They have been very, very impressive. They went toe to toe with with an SEC team, which is which is impressive in itself, you know, because usually a, a, an SEC team will will dominate you at the line of scrimmage, and I thought they would, and they didn't. We don't know how good LSU is. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point. UCLA is two and zero. They look great, and uh, probably the best team in the in the uh, Pac twelve. Yeah, as of right now, you'd have to say the yeah. Pac-12 kind of had a rough opening weekend. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, UCLA, uh, they, I like how you phrase it. They went toe-to-toe with an SEC school. If you watch these SEC games, even last night, Mississippi, Louisville, two teams that you think they're kind of equal as far as where they sit in the pecking order of their conference, of their individual conference. Um, Mississippi just dominated them on line of scrimmage. You look at Clemson. And Georgia, we, we talked about Georgia dominates Clemson on the line of scrimmage. In this game, UCLA was the better team on the line of scrimmage. Uh, and I know LSU's got their problems, but still, that was really something to see uh, UCLA be able to go toe-to-toe. And like I said, LSU, I don't think they're great, but it's still a big win for UCLA. 
Uh, Chip Kelly, you know, I, I, I just I keep thinking at looking at what Oregon was and then what they've kind of fallen to now even. Um, I just think he's a good college coach, and I think he's going to get them going even better, but he's definitely got them in the right direction right now. Number four, I was a little surprised with Ohio State, you thought was uh, impressive. Um, many people probably looked at that game and thought they struggled. Uh, kind of explain why you think the Buckeyes were impressive. Well, I thought that was a very difficult game. Uh, Minnesota had all summer, all spring, all summer to prepare for them. It's a conference game. Conference schools know the other teams in their conference and to open with a, a game on the road with a new quarterback, several new other players. I thought it was impressive that they went in there and handled, handled themselves. Uh, they, they have some flaws uh, defensively, not real good. We'll just got to find out down the road, how good Minnesota is going to be, but I see their, their uh, great running backs out for the season. And yeah. that's, that's a big blow to them. Uh, I just thought the Buckeyes went in there and handled themselves uh, well. Their new quarterback threw for four touchdowns. He looks like he's going to be a good one. They're very explosive. And I just thought it was a really good effort by them. Yeah, I did too. I I, I don't know if they were, you know, most impressive to put on this list, but I, I certainly think they were very, very uh, solid. And they showed a lot of fortitude saying, no, we're not going to get upset here. You know, <laughs> we're going to win this game. And that's something that um, – you know, some teams, namely a team that we went and watched Saturday, I don't know if they would have done that. So give that give credit uh, to Ohio State there. We'll go to number five, and Dennis says he thinks Penn State has the best defense in college football. Georgia might laugh at that comment, but Penn State certainly goes in to Madison, Wisconsin, and wins 16-10 to 10, uh, against the Badgers. So talk about the big win for Penn State this weekend. Well, that's a huge win down the road for them. Uh, that gives them a boost in, in, in trying to win and get to the big uh, 10 title game. That was a game that I, you know, they probably a lot of people thought they were going to lose and they didn't and uh, showed a lot of toughness to go in there. We know how tough Wisconsin is. Both teams are pretty equal, I guess, but that's a big win for the Nittany Lions. No doubt about it. All right. And let's get to the, to the disappointments uh, and we'll start, and I think this one, well, first of all, Omber mentioned, you said Iowa, Nevada, Virginia Tech, all three picking up big wins, and I would agree with you on that. Um, Jason says Wisconsin is time-locked in 1992. <laughs> you may be right about that. No matter the coach, they just kind of seem to run the ball, play defense. Let's talk about biggest disappointments now. Clemson and Big Cinco. Big Big Cinco did not look good for Clemson. Um I, I guess the question is, was it more the quarterback struggled or was it more that offensive line gave him no time and the receivers weren't open? That's hard to say. I think he's more like Big Stinko. After that <laughs> first one. Um, you're extremely high on him and you couldn't convince me too. And I'm, I'm not giving up on him at all. Uh, he, the thing I, I, I thought was he, he looked confused to me, a little bit hesitant in what he was trying to do and be bewildered, but when you're getting a crap knocked out of you every play, that's going to make you look that way. So the offensive line didn't do him any help. Um, we'll see. I think he's going to be okay, but but you got you to gotta admit, that was a pretty big disappointment to start the season. For all the expectations we had heard of him, you know, he did not – of all the teams that debuted a new quarterback, mm -hmm. you know, Alabama, Ohio State, 
uh, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, he was he was definitely the worst of, of all of them. And, and Georgia's got something to do with that. Yeah. I, I think I think Dennis's comments right. It's a little bit of the O-line and the quarterback, both. You know, it isn't one or the other. I I don't know. When they would show like the, the overhead pictures of the or, or video of the receivers, it just didn't seem like he had anywhere to throw the ball either. I don't think it was open. Uh, it was a perfect wave of just terribleness. But you're right. They held him to 10 points and seven of the points he gave Georgia. So yeah. if he just plays decent, you know, they still probably win the game. I, I'm with you. He was a huge. You know, they could have won that game six to three and we'd be sitting and saying the same thing about Georgia's offense. And yeah. no one's even mentioning. I mean, their offense was not very good. Clemson's defense totally dominated them too. So it exactly. always makes a difference who wins and loses those kind of games. Well, number two, Oklahoma's defense and Spencer Rattler. I'll throw Jason's comment up there now. Raise your hand if your butt cheeks were clenched tighter than normal at the end of that Oklahoma game. It was too hot to be doing any of that, Jason. But, uh, yeah, we can speak on this one. Uh, we were sitting there watching this debacle in Norman, Oklahoma, Saturday morning slash afternoon. Um, I'm not going to overreact to it. I'm just going to say – it's another typical Lincoln Riley team at Oklahoma, and I'll kick it to you. Well, I totally agree. And, you know, I've heard pundits and the Oklahoma press and some of the people that follow Oklahoma, they're all kinds of excuses about it. It wasn't a very big crowd, and it was 11 o'clock in the morning, and it was too hot, and that's just all bullshit. And I'm so yep. sick of hearing that crap. I don't know why the crowd, I mean, you and I showed up at the game, couldn't believe the crowd. There was not near as many there as we thought. I, I don't really know why. But we, uh, Jason says, where are, what did he say? Your butt cheeks clenched tired. Jason, we're getting used to this. Yep, exactly. And I, we've seen this so many times, and there's just no excuse. Even, you know, the first half, they were up 37 14 at the half. Mm -hmm. And, even then, they had not played well. And uh, I, I, I don't know what the problem is. I, I, you know, I don't think the coaches know how to handle this either. And I, I, and I know they're aware of this. Um, it, it, they just let up and they mm -hmm. quit playing. And then these other teams start coming at them and they can't stop it. And then, you know, they – the other thing that was weird – and I don't, you know, I don't know, but oh, you just was substituting so much on defense yeah. the entire game, and I don't think a lot of those guys ever got in a rhythm. And they keep blaming it, it was hot. Well, Tulane wasn't subbing anybody, mm -mm. and they didn't get too hot. Mm -mm. And if anybody had excuses to play like crap, it was them, and they just played so well. You got to give a, a huge tip of the hat of your hat to them to come up there and play as well as they did. Yeah. Oklahoma played 31 different players on defense Saturday. Uh, and, and again, it wasn't really any garbage time. It was just, they were rotating guys in and out. They kept rotating receivers in and out. And when I say receivers, I mean, take three off the field and put three more new ones in. Uh, it was very odd. I've never seen them do that before. The big thing is this, this is who Oklahoma is under Lincoln Riley. They, do not finish games. They blow leads. 
They let up. This has happened time and time again. Uh, there's a horse up, up in upstate New York named Wit who runs at Saratoga and Belmont, and he doesn't break well out of the gate. And all, all everybody says is, well, as soon as he breaks well, as soon as he breaks well, well, he never does. And that's what it is with Oklahoma. It's like, well, as soon as they learn, learn to hold leads under Lincoln Riley, they well, do not. And that's what they are. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, you once said this happens, you know, if it happens once, okay, twice, yeah. okay, three times or more, it's a pattern. And that's oh, what it is. Are. Um, you, said, you said that they had 31 players they played on defense. Well, I got news for them. Hard, they don't have 31 guys that are that damn good. Yeah. You just don't. And that's ridiculous. Uh, like you said, I they played probably eight to ten receivers, mm-hmm. probably, and two of their guys were hurt. They didn't play at all. Yeah. And now so, I know you're not going to get to Spencer Rattler here. Well, yeah, I want to get to Spencer Rattler. Uh, most people look at the final score, look at the box score, and think, well, Oklahoma, they're shitty on defense again. Look at Rattler, 300 yards. This was one of the worst quarterback uh, quarterback games. <laughs> that's not the right phrase to use, but this was one of the worst uh, performances by a quarterback. There you go. I've watched live at Oklahoma in a long time. He was absolutely awful in this game. He was throwing behind receivers. He was throwing, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, above receivers. He was throwing into double and triple coverage. He threw two interceptions and it should have been three. Uh, one got called back because of a pass interference, which was the right call, but the pass that was, how it was intercepted really didn't have anything to do with the pass interference. Uh, meaning if t- the Tulane guy hadn't interfered with him, it would have been a pick six. The other, he was gone. So um, it was a horrific, horrific game uh, for, for Rattler. And at this point, he's supposed to, you know, he's supposed to be over all the first year and took over for COVID and didn't have, uh, you know, didn't didn't have any kind of continuity with the with the players. He these are mistakes that not even some of OU's worst quarterbacks in the Stoops slash Riley era, era uh, make. Throwing in a double and triple coverage—that's something I haven't seen an Oklahoma quarterback do since the '90s. No, he was he was not very good. Their their red zone offense was terrible. Uh, Tulane fumbled the ball two straight possessions deep in their territory. Oh, you get six points out of it instead of 14. They did nowhere. They went three and out both times. That doesn't happen uh, at Oklahoma. And uh, second play of the game, he throws into that coverage. I mean, it just, I don't know. So he was not very good. That's one thing Lincoln Riley will not stand for. Yep. If the quarterback play doesn't uh, improve, he will make a change. Um, we'll just have to see what happens with that. And, you know, they play Western Carolina this week. We're not going to get any answers out of that one either. So no. we'll see what happens. But it was a poor performance overall. Yeah, I think they'll get some of these problems corrected. But I, I think overall Oklahoma is not a team that can compete with the top top two or three teams in the country. I think they can make the playoff still but i i just don't think they're there yet mentally more than anything else uh let's move on though we could talk about that all day um but i've had my gut full of it uh let's talk about the washington huskies because what they did was at least uh or what oklahoma did was at least not lose the game washington loses to montana 13 to 7 i mean this was a horrific performance it was, and I I started looking at the stats, thinking, well, maybe they gained a bunch of yards and made all kinds of mistakes. No, 
They nope. did not. They only rushed for 53 yards against uh, an FCS school. And Montana is a good team, but Washington was number 20 yep. in the country and one of the top picks in the uh, Pac-12. This was a pitiful performance. Um, so, yeah, that was a shocker to me. You know, I, I don't have – I didn't rate them that high, but I just couldn't believe it when I saw that score. I couldn't either. And, of course, I wasn't – I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't paying attention to this game at all. It was just no, kind of, honestly, late at night, about ready to go to bed. I'm scrolling through the phone looking at the scores. I thought, no way. That's got to be wrong. <laughs> so, Well, I didn't see it till Sunday morning <laughs> because I didn't even think about the game. Yeah, I knew they were playing Montana, and it didn't even dawn on me to even look. And I was checking the scores because they're getting ready to write the most impressive blah blah blah, and, you know that article. And I, so I saw that score and said, "Well, there's there's one I'm going to have to put in there." I was shocked, absolutely shocked. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think your your passion for OU football should, was shown because I think Washington should be ranked ahead of us. Yeah, it should. There's no question. It but, should uh, probably be number one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, number four. On the list, Indiana, it's not very often that you get your ass beat and blown out by Iowa. We talked about Iowa. They always are in close games. This one close, 34-6. to Your boys, the Iowa Hawkeyes, dominate Indiana. Uh, this game was going on the same time as Oklahoma's, and we were just in the stadium laughing at, at Iowa just dominating Indiana. Yeah. Well, I was afraid that Indiana was kind of overrated uh, because of what they did last year, and they may end up you know, turning it around. Uh, but when you look at the stats, 11 first downs in today's world of college football, that's pretty hard to do. It's only make 11 first downs, 232 total yards. Um, so they were, they were just overran by the Hawkeyes. We know Iowa's not that good. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out this week. So yeah, that was, I I didn't think Iowa would beat them that bad. You kind of hit the nail on the head. No, Iowa doesn't beat anybody 34 to 6. No, they absolutely sh- you should never lose to Iowa 34 to 6. No. Losing to them is not bad, but losing 34 to 6 is bad. So yeah. Yeah. um and then number 5, I thought this one was was hysterical. <laughs> uh Illinois, Brett Bielema, new coach at Illinois, first week of the season, they beat Nebraska. Everybody's excited. Texas San Antonio comes in last week and beats Illinois and was really, I don't think this game was much in doubt. Uh, so it's pretty incredible. Brett Mueller now one and one at Illinois. Texas San Antonio wins. And I know Arkansas fans are laughing at this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at Illinois, you, 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 you just kind of celebrate anything you can and, and beating a, a Nebraska, which, is not a big name anymore and not a big deal, but it's still, it was a big, big thing to them. And then to come into this one and, and I don't know, Texas San Antonio might be okay, but you have to win that game. And they got thumped. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Too. And right. I like Bielema. I think he's a good guy, but that was. It's, it's more funny on the Nebraska side of things. It's oh, like, yeah. wow. You they just, because you know, last week, and I, you could tell Illinois wasn't very good, but you thought, well, maybe he's kind of got it going, and then they lose to San Antonio. Oh, man, I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, honorable mentions, Northwestern, they were pathetic. We'll talk oh, about them yeah. in a second. Navy, um, Tulsa lost to a FCS school. Yep. And North Carolina, I thought they were putrid against Virginia Tech. We'll talk about that in a second as well. So 
it's kind of the recap of week one of college football. We got a few comments here. Jason Hommel says, uh, preseason polls are a joke and need to stop. First poll should come out end of September at the earliest. I agree with that. Uh, but I think I think it's more just about the media and the media have something to talk about, write about. I think that's why they come out. Your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, we did one. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's actually, Jason, it's kind of fun to sit there and do it. Yeah. Because ours don't mean anything. Yeah. But um, you're right. And, and if you don't start out highly in the polls, you know, say you start out like 24th, it, it's hard to climb all the way to the top. So if you start out at the top, that is an advantage for sure. But you're right. These polls, you just simply don't know when you're yeah. doing. I'm sitting there going through this stuff, trying to figure it out. And but it is fun. It's fun for the media to do it. Yep, yep. And that's that's why they're for. It's kind of Jason. Honestly, it's kind of like these horse racing polls uh, that Jared and I are in. They are so meaningless, but we still do them. I I don't even know that they're fun for me anymore, but they're fun for some people to well, look at. So. Well, I tell you, Aaron. The first thing I did Sunday morning was start adjusting my own top twenty-five. Well, that I posted, you know, you posted today because we still had a couple of games to go and I'm glad I waited mm-hmm. because I had to make an addition to that, uh, that thing. Hey, I want to mention one more thing sure. uh, about on the impressive list that I didn't put on there because I made that too soon. I want to mention the quarterback at Florida state that uh, McKenzie Milton uh-huh. that came back from that horrific injury and was so good in the last part of that game against Notre Dame. That is a feel-good story uh, for sure because his career was done. And I, for some reason, was watching that night when he got hurt. And that was one of the most gruesome leg injuries I ever saw. And his doctors didn't think he would ever play again. And there he was out there leading the, the Seminoles who looked like the old Seminoles there in that last part of that game, leading them back to uh, almost defeat Notre Dame. I, I, I think that was a very impressive thing you know, about the weekend also that I wanted to mention. Yeah, he looked great. And hopefully that's just going to build on, you know, bigger and better things for him in Florida State. Uh, Yeah, that's a good transition. We'll talk about that game here in a second. Dennis says Kansas, LOL, but they got their first win. So they they did win that game. (laughs) Yeah, so good, good uh, good for Kansas. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the games, what we got right, what we got wrong. I'm just going to start on Thursday. This was kind of the opener, Ohio State, Minnesota. Uh, Ohio State covers, and we we had them covering. They were minus 13 and a half when we did the show. They win by 14. Uh, we've already talked about the game in Ohio State. Boy, how nervous were you, though, that we, this was going to end 45-38 and we weren't going to cover? Oh, yeah, because if you'll remember, right there at the last, I thought Minnesota got a bad call. They did, and yeah. was I can't quite. I'm, I've seen so much football in the last few days. Was that on a like a what? What was that call? Do you remember? I know it was. It was. Bad. It was a targeting that they ended up not calling. Right. Targeting that it looked they didn't call it on the field, but then they were going to review it. They they review it, and 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 you text me, and I think Jared was watching, and he texted me. Uh, and I, of course, was watching. I was like, this is targeting. This is targeting, no question. And there was an interception on the play. So there was going to be, you know, right. overturn, targeting, and then Minnesota could still keep driving. And then they did not call it targeting. So it was unbelievable that we got away with this one. Yeah. But got lucky on that one. Yeah. So, but it turned one around. We didn't get lucky on. 
Central Florida and Boise State. Central Florida wins 36-31. The line is five and a half, so we lose by half a point. Central Florida was probably three touchdowns better than Boise State in this game. Two horrific, and I mean horrific, interceptions by Dylan Gabriel in this game. Central Florida quarterback almost cost Central Florida the game. Um, Like I said, this one, I felt like we were on the right side and got very unlucky and didn't get this one covered. Well, and you'll also, if you look at his stats there, 25 out of 37 for 318 yards and four touchdowns. You ever seen a guy play as bad on a couple of plays and as good on the rest of the plays? Well, and to be fair, the two, yeah, you're right. The two plays were awful. Other than that, you're right. He led them down the field. He brought them back. He was running for yards. He had a great game except for two. And I, again, I will describe them as horrific. Yeah, they, were. they were awful. And here's another thing about these lines, you know, being so good. If Central Florida kicks the extra point, which they couldn't do, because what's the difference between being ahead five and six? Not much. Right. They had to go for two. They had to. If they kick the extra point, we cover. Yep. If they make the two point conversion, we cover. Yep. But they didn't. So we lose. Yeah. So what he's what he's referring to, they were down 31 to 30. They score with very little time left. I can't remember exactly how much time was left, but it wasn't much to make it 36 31. Well, obviously you have to go for two at that situation. Exactly. That's the right call, but it's it's a shitty call for us. Yeah. Now here's the here's the kicker. They get a false start. On the first yes. attempt. So now they have to get eight yards instead of three to get the two-point conversion. But that probably more than anything else cost us this. So, again, you get you get a break with Ohio State. You get shitty luck with this one. <laughs> that's the that's the world of betting. I don't care if you're betting, uh, you know, sports or horses or anything. That's, that's what happens. Um, this is one we got right. Appalachian State, 33-19 to 19 win. They cover here. I think there were nine and a half point favorites. Uh, I don't know how much you watch of this one because it was on the same time as those other big two, but um, this one never seemed in doubt. Well, I didn't watch very much of it. Uh, that's one of your teams. I think you ranked them in the top 25. Your top yeah, 25. I do like Appalachian State. I do yeah. too, and they're always good. You talk about a solid uh, program at that level. That's one you want to model after. They're very, very good. They're in Boone, North Carolina, where in the heck that is. I have no idea. But uh, they're always good. I tell you what, they play Miami this week at Miami. Miami coming off that Alabama game. I would be scared to death if I was at Miami coaching staff. That's I would certain. not be surprised if the Appalachian State beats them. That could be my upset of the week, or the underdog of the week, I should say. We'll see yep. what happens on that. Uh, I, that probably – Probably will be one we talk about this week. All right, let's move on to Friday. I want to put the graphic up. This is a winner, folks. Papa Dude's Dog of the Week, Virginia Tech. They were five and a half point favorites. Forget the point spread. Forget about it. Virginia Tech pulls off the upset 17 to 10 Friday night over the Tar Heels. This was a fun one for you. No, it wasn't. I was, <laughs> I have never been as frustrated. With a team, as I was Virginia Tech, they tried everywhere, every way in the world to get me beat in this. And I was sitting there sweating it out, hoping beyond hope it didn't go into overtime because that was the only way you and I could lose Yeah, is if they tied it right there at the last because the point spread I had pretty well locked. But if they tie it and it goes into overtime, they can score a touchdown and Virginia Tech 
definitely wouldn't have. And I lose the damn game. So I was sweating that out all the way. And uh, Virginia Tech missed a field goal. They, I don't know. But anyhow, North Carolina was bad enough that I I got that one right. This was my eye on North Carolina. So that was a good one for me. There's no way. Now, that is a great pick, by the way. I'm not saying it wasn't, but there's no way if I would have told you Virginia Tech scoring 17 points tonight, you would thought they would have won. I mean, they no. dominated North Carolina. They did. And and, and remember, they, they were hit 7 nothing, fumbled the ball on like the six-yard line. They did everything in the world. North Carolina wasn't good enough to win. Yeah, that's, that's just it. North Carolina just – You were better just... mention Kansas here. Aaron. Okay, well, Kansas won <laughs> 17 to 14. Okay, we mentioned them. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, another one we kind of, I don't uh, know if we talked about this one on the show or not, but I think we were both surprised Michigan State dominated Northwestern 38 to 21. Well, this was one of my best bets. And if anyone took that, I'm sorry. Oh, on the article? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Northwestern was a three point favorite. I thought they were a cinch to cover that. And they just got drilled. So. <laughs> That was let's quit talking about that one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'll say almost paid my bottom 10, by the way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we already talked about Tulane and Oklahoma. By the way, to uh Oklahoma 31 and a half point favorite. They win by five. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. This was one we disagreed on. Isn't that embarrassing? That's so embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. And by the way, that Tulane was one yard away from having a first down and 10 at about the That's 35 right. or 40 yard line going in to win the game. So and that was it, on like a fourth and 15, wasn't it? Yes. And he scrambled for no, it was fourth and 13 and he scrambled okay. for 12 yards. Yeah. Right. And had he made that, uh, Tulane wins the game easily. No doubt yeah. in my mind. Yeah, so good performance, OU. All right, back to Alabama. Now, listen, I told I, I know. Gotta be fair, okay? You told me in in August. I know he's covering this game. You liked him. It's did. crazy, and I you had was. good reasons. But Alabama, I, this is one I got you on. We're gonna talk you about did. your Big Ten success in a little while, but I got you here on this one. Yeah, you did. You told me from day one this was stupid, and it was. And. Uh... <laughs> I don't. I. I don't want to. We've talked about it enough, haven't we? I mean, yep. was, so. No, yeah. I mean, Alabama. Like, we 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 left the stadium. We sat down to eat. By the time we sat down to eat, Alabama already had this game covered, and it was like the first quarter. So I think it was twenty-seven was. to nothing. Yeah. Um. How about Georgia Clemson? We already talked about that. We were on the wrong side of that one. Um. That was just not good. Uh. Oh wait a minute. Go back up there. Which one? I got the Texas A&M game as one of my best bets. Okay, game. yeah, talk about Texas A&M, 41-10. Well, um, this... talk about it. I just wanted to say I got it right. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, good job. You, you <laughs> pat him on the back for that one. That's did, right. you pick, did you pick this Fresno, Oregon? I don't think you ended up doing no. it, did you? No, Yeah, so Oregon barely sneaks by. They got Ohio State this week. We'll see what happens to them. All right, here's one I got wrong. I said Wisconsin would win this game. 31 to 14. I was almost right on Penn State's total score. Uh, I said 14. <laughs> they had 16. Wisconsin, I was 21 sh- points short. Uh, you picked uh, Penn State plus the five and a half. Great pick here. This was just a, a slugfest, right? It was, and kind of went exactly the way I thought it would. I was sweating that one. Mm-hmm. I really was. I thought that's the dumbest pick I made of the day, and turned out it wasn't, <laughs> obviously, but Alabama was. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just one of those games that, you know, that was a hard one to pick. It really was. I just thought the spread was a little bit 
too much. Because like I said before, I kind of visualize in my mind the scores of what the game may be. And I just never did get over four points one way or the other. So that's kind of my reasoning on that. And it worked that time. Well, good for you and good for Dennis. He picked Penn State as well. I hope you guys are happy. All right. Uh, Yeah, the UCLA-LSU game we've talked about. Uh, Yeah, I mean, LSU was three-point favorite in here, and UCLA says not so fast. We're going to dominate. Here's one you'll love talking about, your Hawkeyes. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to brag much because, you know, they are my team, uh, my second-best team, and when OU gets beat, they're my favorite team. (laughs) But I'm not going to brag on them much because, man, have they ever got a game this week with uh, their big rivals, the uh, Cyclones from Iowa State. And I've been wrestling around with that, trying to pick it. And uh, so I'm not going to brag on them too much because they they may go down to the crapper <laughs> after this week. Yeah, my, my friend Paul, huge Cyclone fan, he cannot wait for your thoughts on this game on Thursday because he's been impressed with your knowledge of Iowa <laughs> <that> football <laughs> or football in the state of Iowa, I should say. So. Uh, yeah, uh, big, big win for Iowa. That's 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 that an impressive start to the season. All right, here we go. Let me put up the banner. I'm going to brag on you again here. Your lock of the week was Texas minus eight. Uh, Texas didn't need uh, or, or could have you or geez, didn't need eight. They could have win uh, 19 and still would have covered it. 38-18, dominant performance for Texas. Well, come on. That's not a dominant. I mean, they won against louisiana okay yeah they ranked 23rd they're good no they should have won that game by 20 points if that's texas they probably should have won by 30 so i'm not impressed everybody else i've been hearing people say oh god that was a great win for the longhorns no it's not you should have won by 20 and uh or more but it is a win and i did get it right and uh, i think uh, you're kind of looking at picking them this week maybe as you're lock you're thinking about it we were talking we're not gonna we're not we don't need to talk about that yet but i i i just i never had a problem betting that one at all i i just when i saw the line i thought they didn't schedule louisiana to win by eight points yeah. so that's yeah kind of I, I i picked texas as well and we'll see about this coming week i made that decision yet but i am leaning towards locking them this week we'll see what that spread is on thursday uh once we get there oh here's one i don't want to talk about i'll put up my uh dog of the week with stanford plus three good effort stanford you scored seven points on kansas state great job that That was was a shocker to me um not necessarily a kansas state one but 24 to seven i mean i think they scored late to keep from getting shut out yeah i was surprised they They did yeah it was 24 to nothing for the longest time so I I i don't get that one they can go to hell. Um, let's see. We had an Arkansas fan saying uh, Rice plus 19 and a half. That looked like a hell of a bet for the longest time. But Arkansas does end up covering late to win 38-17. I don't know if there's much to talk about there. Just uh, We had a fan commenting uh, last week, so I thought I wanted to bring that up. Thankfully, the lock of the week for me did come through. Uh, Maryland plus three was my lock. They ended up winning the game outright 30-24 to 24 over West Virginia. We listened to a lot of this game. It was competitive. Um, end of the day, that Maryland defense was just able to keep, uh, keep, keep West Virginia uh, from getting in the end zone there a couple times late. So nice win for Maryland. Yeah, we were on the way home. We were listening to that on the, on the radio. And um, pretty exciting because we both – picked uh, Maryland and that game mm-hmm. was, was nip and tuck two teams that are pretty 
pretty average, I guess. Probably they'll both finish some, I don't know. I doubt if Maryland will finish that high in the Big Ten. West Virginia probably middle of the pack in the horrible Big 12. So, yeah, that was that was one that could have gone either way, and luckily we hit that one. Yeah, and I, I highlighted this. Tua's little brother throws for 332 yards and three touchdowns, so a big game from him. And that's kind of why I thought Maryland would win. I thought they'd have the better quarterback. I think West Virginia still has problems in that area. Uh, boy, Mississippi State just barely survives 35-34. Missouri does not cover. That's one I thought about playing. Uh, I did. God, I didn't. Yeah, let's see. Well, I did, so there you go. Well, it's your fault for trusting Missouri. That's true. Um, I thought this one was funny. Oklahoma State barely beats Missouri State 23-16. to 16. Well, that was um, a shocker. Did you see, though, where the uh, – uh, what's his name? Sanders didn't play. Yeah, Spencer Sanders, the uh, starting quarterback for Oklahoma State, did not play in the game. I'm sure that made uh, you know a little bit of a difference, but still, that's not great. But they, they won. They're kind of like OU. They won the game at least. Um, what else we got left? That might be about it for us. I scrolled down well, We got here. the uh, Notre Dame game on Oh, yeah. Saturday. There's Notre Dame. So these last two, the game on Sunday and Monday, almost forgot about them. Um, so we were we were on the opposite end uh, with Notre Dame. We lost the Notre Dame uh, game and we won Mississippi game pretty easily. We'll start with Notre Dame. I really felt like going in the fourth quarter, this was a lock. We were going to cover this. Notre Dame was a seven and a half point favorite and it, it, it fell apart quickly. Mackenzie Milton comes back, almost wins the game, goes into overtime, and Notre Dame squeaks it out. What did you think of each of these teams? Well, I got to question a little bit of the coaching on the Notre Dame thing. It was 38 to 20. And I was listening to watching the game, and I'm like, you, we got an 18 point lead going in the fourth quarter. We got this puppy dog one. You know, yeah. we got it. They went to a three man line. And Florida State at that, because Milton wasn't in the game yet. And the other quarterback, if you watch the game at all, he couldn't throw the ball very well. So they start gashing him. And it's almost like Notre Dame is in a prevent defense way too soon. And then uh, Milton comes in and they start throwing the ball. Next thing you know, it's tied up. I think Notre Dame's got potential. We were talking about Wisconsin a while ago. Uh, The Notre Dame quarterback is a transfer from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know the the – the history on that because I believe Wisconsin could use him, but he transferred to uh, Notre Dame. I thought he looked really good. Um, they did come back to win. You got to give him credit for that. Uh, they stepped up in overtime and stopped Florida State. Uh, I think the Seminoles are on their way back. I really do. I don't think they're quite there yet. I really like their coach, and I think they've got a shot at, at a winning season in a bowl game this year. They look pretty good to me. They've got some athletes. They look like they were very much more athletic than they have been. So I think, you know, in the ACC, they can win some games. Uh, it was a very entertaining game. Maybe the best one I watched all week, weekend, really. Yeah, I agree with that. That was a lot of fun there towards the end, especially. Um, really fun, really good game. Uh, kind of a Kind of what college football is all about is, is the way I would describe that one. I just, you know, come out of nowhere. Here comes McKenzie Milton. And nobody really understood why he didn't start anyway. He leads them all the way back, goes to overtime. Notre Dame still wins. Yeah. But but it was pretty good. Uh, Jason's got a comment. Yeah, down here. I got it up there. Yep. Okay. Um, they they, they set okay. a date for the Notre Dame execution. <laughs> you know, this is the media again. Yeah. 
blowing something completely out of yes i heard the uh, that live you know as he was being interviewed i was still had the game on because i was pissed because i didn't cover the <laughs> score there and i had to blow off some steam so i was kind of listening to it i heard him say that i never thought a thing of it yeah not a thing and i don't think he quite made it i think what she said about the execution thing he said yeah we need to to what we what he said yeah we need some execution or something first of all he's an idiot because (laughs) nobody asked him about execution the line is how do you think or, or what do you think about your team executing and the line, the famous line is, I'm all for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he that just gets on there and said, you know, I am all for execution. Maybe our players should be executed. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was I stupid. think that like, was trying to be funny. If you're not, if you're not a funny person, don't try to be funny. I think that's well, I thought it was funny, didn't you? No. Oh, you didn't? I did. I, I thought it was, was awkward because he didn't, he didn't like it's like a, it's like you're watching a comedian and they script the punchline, you know. Well, I, I you know. I have to admit, I may have said some of that stuff after ball games before. Of course, I haven't been on national television saying that kind of stuff. But he's he's actually being too truthful, is what he is. He he's pissed at the way they finished yeah. the game, and he just said that. And and uh, I don't know. He says some things from time to time, but it was I didn't think anything of it when he said it. I really didn't. I didn't notice a thing, to be honest. I, I didn't. I didn't think all. Uh, I didn't think anybody would be mad more no. than I did. Thought, well, that's awkward. Like Dennis says, I think it was awkwardly funny. That's probably a good way to. Describe good one, it. Dennis. I thought it was extremely funny. <laughs> so I mean, is- I, do, I think we need more of that. You know. Well, this is coming from a, a guy that has coached for a long time and understands well, the frustration. The this is also Twitter. coming from listening to Lincoln Riley after games where you <laughs> piss him away, you almost piss him away, saying, well, I think we played pretty good, you know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that we hung in there and stopped him on that last possession, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I'd rather hear Lincoln Riley say, yeah, some of our guys need to be executed. <laughs> that would be refreshing, you know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> to be fair, most of the fans that sat through the 100-degree heat to watch the OU game wouldn't have minded if a couple of our players were executed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wish she'd have said that. There you maybe, go. Maybe execute the defensive coordinator while he's at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to the phone calls uh, we listened to on the on the radio on the way home, there was a few people that felt just like us. So <laughs> I don't think we're alone in that situation. Uh, nothing like panic in Norman, Oklahoma after a win week yeah. one, but I think we're all there. So, um, all right, final game uh, on the docket. This one, I don't think we really ever had to sweat. Uh, Louisville uh, gets blown out by Ole Miss. Ole Miss was a 10-point favorite. This was never in doubt. I'll say this. I was more impressed with Ole Miss than I thought I would be. They looked pretty damn good in this game. Well, you know, last year their offense was incredible. And when you look at some of their scores, I think they scored 48 on Alabama or maybe even more than that. And mm-hmm. had them, you know, it wasn't 48 games where they scored 35 in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. That game was back and forth, back and forth. Offensively, they were as good as anybody last year, but they couldn't stop anyone. Now, I don't know how good Louisville is. I think uh, Dennis knows a lot more about Louisville than I do <laughs> um, because he's from there, but. I don't think they're awful, and I, I I like their quarterback. I think he's not bad. In the early part of that game, uh, Mississippi just stopped them. 
I mean, their defense is so much better. And I know they went to a lot of extremes, getting some new guys in there and working on the defense all year long. Um, I didn't see all of the games. You know, I didn't see the kid at Alabama because we were on the road. Uh, Corral from uh, Mississippi is the best quarterback I saw all week. You know, I thought he was incredible. And, yeah, I pulled that up yeah. to highlight 22 of 32, 381 yards and a touchdown. No, uh, and then he ran 12 times for 55 yards and a touchdown. He was fantastic. Well, they they were comparing him to Mayfield. Oh, really? In that game. And yeah. I think he is a lot like him. He's kind of a leader over there on the sideline, kind of an asshole. And that's the kind of stuff you need. And, uh, the, the, you know, he's he's pumping up the other guys. And he reminded me a lot of him. This is a sleeper team right here, in my opinion. This is a sleeper team. If they can win a game or two, you know, they can't lose games they should win. That's going to be the key to them. I don't know if they can win more than eight or nine. But, you know, eight or nine in the SEC is pretty good. So I like them a lot after watching them last night. Again, I don't know how good Louisville is, and time will tell. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was an impressive performance, I thought, last night. Yeah, I've, I I wouldn't pull a schedule up here because I, I'm with you. I thought, hmm, they might be better than even what we kind of thought of that 7-8 win team. Um, going to win this week for sure. Then that tough Tulane team comes in. Look out. That's a win. So there's three uh, <laughs> at Alabama as a loss. Then they got Arkansas. See, that's one of those games right there. They've got to beat Arkansas. They have to beat them. I mean. Well, they lose to them a lot. Arkansas is tough on Mississippi. You're right in the fact that they have to beat them. They got to win. <laughs> for sure. Uh, the next one. To me, that's the one at Tennessee. That's a game that they game. have to win. Yeah. 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 It, 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 well, if you want to get right down to it, at home against LSU, the way they looked, if Ole Miss is turning the corner, that's a game they need to Absolutely. win as well. There's a barometer right there. If they yeah. can beat um, Tennessee and Arkansas. Yeah then that's the game it, because by then LSU, if they're, if they're any good at all, if they're any good at all, yeah, they'll be playing well by that point in the season. And that'll be a critical game for them. Yeah. They also go to Auburn. Not easy. They have Liberty at home. That's not Ooh. easy. They got no. Texas A&M. Not easy. Vanderbilt, very easy. And I think they're better than Mississippi state. So, you know, they're seven or eight. Yeah. And again, you look at the schedule, even if they're better, tough, tough situation with the schedule. Russ says uh, Corral had a six picks against Arkansas last year. That's right. Arkansas was able to beat them early in the season, and he did look terrible in that game. So maybe Arkansas can kind of rekindle well, that magic uh, against him. Um, Going to be a different challenge for sure. Arkansas, a big challenge with Texas this week as well. That's one of the games we're looking forward uh, to covering. we got family going to that game, and they are excited. They're so excited. Um, they got tickets to that one, uh, you know. So they're, they're pumped to see the Longhorns come to Fayetteville, as I know everybody else in Fayetteville is too. That'll be a wild atmosphere uh, Saturday evening in, in Fayetteville. We'll talk about that one a lot on Thursday as well as NFL. NFL's back. We're going to talk a lot of NFL as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we did a good job this first recap show. We got it taken care of here. Anything else you'd like to add before we go off? Well, I think it's kind of funny that uh, everybody hates Texas. Yeah. You know? They may hate them more in Arkansas than we do. Yeah. So 
anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it was a great weekend of uh man, did they ever have some games? There were some really I mean, you know, the schedule was just unbelievable for this first week. Not so good this next week, but that's to be expected because the teams that like Clemson, they're gonna take kind of a week off and and a lot of these teams that had these really, really tough games don't have quite as tough a one this week. And that's yeah. expected. For sure. Um, there you go. We got a fan right there. We got one. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> podcast is the best. Love it. Um, Dennis says, what was y'all's record? Did you keep – I have not tallied well, mine up yet. I, I'm going to have to just – I think Dennis wants us to pat him on the back <laughs> because he got seven – he said he was seven and five. Of course, yeah. I don't know that because he's not going public. No, he did. He did go public with it. You're not. I did. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry, I, I can confirm. Dennis is okay. seven and five. Well, yeah. seven and five is good. That's very good, Dennis. Very on the good. first week, I tell you what. Anytime you can get more right than wrong, that's always good. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest. I've been doing this for over a year. That's never happened to me. I have no idea what just happened. So. Well, I would bet I would have bet a thousand dollars that if anybody screwed it up through the computer, it would have been me. It, it was one thousand percent me, but I didn't screw it up. I don't know how it happened. I, well, I just saw on here that it said your your microphone was on was on mute. Yes, that's what I was getting as well, but it wasn't on mute. Uh, and then so I would disconnect the microphone and do the the regular computer microphone, and it wouldn't pick it up either. So anyway. Um, we're back. We'll edit that out for the podcast version. Yeah, hey, please. that's a good segue uh, to a major announcement as I try to seamlessly keep us going here. Um, <laughs> we will be available now on a podcast version. And what I mean by that, um, we'll be available uh, to download on Apple Podcasts. So if you get on your phone and you, you type in dudes who bet sport, sports, you can follow us and you can listen to the audio version of this each week as well. So that's big. Uh, to be on the podcast platform as well as, you know, live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and all of that. So make sure to download the podcast, follow us there on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be on all the ones that Blinkers Off and Magic Mike are on. So that's going to be pretty awesome. So just more people there, Papa Dude, to, to hear us. All right. Yeah. Also, don't forget to, if you want to read the articles, go to Other Sports mm -hmm. on the Racing News website. And just click on that. And there's, if you don't, if you want to get some other information you know, on these games, that's on there. Yeah, I'll go ahead and share this real quick. And hopefully I can do this and I don't lose connection again. Um, so there's the Racing Dudes website. And if you go up here and click on other sports, you'll see you got all sports, uh, NCAA football, free college football picks. NFL uh, and then NFL picks or free picks. So click on all sports and there it is. You get all the articles that are posted right now. Click on college football and just get the ones for college football. Click on free college football picks. Right now there isn't much, but there'll be a big list of picks. Uh, you can click on it free NFL picks and get the Monday night opener right there. So yeah, all the stuff is, uh, is online on the website as well. So, yeah, make sure to be checking that out if you want to go to the website. So that's it, I guess. I, that's I, and That really threw me for a loop. I've never gotten knocked <laughs> off like that before. I thought it was me. I really did. And then I, I was really it. worried because you're here by yourself. So. Well, I yeah, I couldn't hear you. And I thought, what the? Anyway. 
I just I was just sitting there waiting for you to call me and say, "Well, you screwed that up." No, no, nope, that, that that was on me. Oh, I even have a text from you. <laughs> Your mic is on me. Yes, <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyway. Figuring out what happened there, but uh, I don't know. Just the, the well, we'll uh, we'll be back Thursday with all of our picks for this week. That's right. Yeah, make sure to be uh, be ready for Thursday. More picks, uh, you know, like say Thursday show will be the free picks uh, our, uh, portion of our podcast. We'll have NFL and college coming up. So that's exciting as well. Um, yeah. And then we'll be back on Monday, actually, for the recaps, not Tuesday. We just did it Tuesday because of the holiday. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And thanks for, uh, you know, working through the uh, <laughs> the problems there, technically. Um, glad it wasn't Papa Dude's fault. It was my fault. So, um <laughs> I'll ask you again, anything else to add before we leave? No, I think we've covered it pretty good. I'm going to keep working here on these picks. Hope we do just a little bit better next week, but I was pretty happy with the way we did it uh, on our opening week. Yep, for sure. I think we, we both have pretty good records. We'll figure those up and let you know on Thursday as we do the picks. And, yeah, look for the articles coming out for the big games on Thursday and Friday of this week. We'll have all those posted as well. So a lot to look forward to. Uh, we'll be right back here Thursday uh, for another edition of Dude You Bet Sports. And remember, uh, this show now will be available on Apple Podcasts as well. And really, basically, anywhere you see Blinkers Off and Magic Mike, Dude You Bet Sports will be there as well. So mo- a lot of exciting stuff. See you back here Thursday. Uh, good luck to everybody playing races or sports until Thursday. So you want to bet sports. But you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride.